Right, gang? You like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 239, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness, and we've been told, Miles, uh, this particular episode, we're not allowed to make each other laugh. Mm -hmm. We're too funny. Yeah, like, like we have a sound situation happening, and... Yeah, the uh, super producer Justin was like, yeah, it's fine, except when you guys are so freaking funny that you make each other <laughs> freaking laugh so hard, and then it's it's a mess. And so he was like, I, you know, I've asked you this before, and I'm going to ask it again. Can you, can you please try and be just slightly Dulls. less funny? Just try and rein it in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah. Anyways, it is Wednesday, June 1st, mm-hmm. 2022. Oh, um, yeah. You know what that is. Oh, yeah. National Go Barefoot Day. Let your feet get hey, wide from not wearing shoes. That's all me. I love my Let your feet. feet get wide. Yeah. Is that, was that, is that like part of the, the write-up of National Barefoot Day? Uh, I, I thought like makes, it makes your foot wider. Oh, that was just you editorializing. Yeah, going barefoot your... for long enough can make your feet look and feel bigger. Right. So, because nice. you know you're not containing them, and I think I was yeah. always just a barefoot child all the time. Anyway, 
Uh, also, a Heimlich Maneuver, National Heimlich Maneuver Day. Please read up on that. I was at an event where someone was choking and needed assistance. Mm. And Don't just Heimlich read up on through. it. Go get the training, you guys. Oh, yeah, um, you get the training. Because uh, yeah. when I say train or when I say learn about it, I'm like, watch a, a like a, a 90s comedy, like a sitcom that had a Heimlich <laughs> scene. And I'm like, see, I know exactly right. what um, Well, anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I got energy, got that white wine energy. Hey, at least Joe Biden treats us better than our enemies. Got that <laughs> NPR, soft little voice now. Fucking with your rights, but not your lifestyle. <laughs> uh, that is courtesy of Chad at M-S-U-M-A-C-C. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh. Miles Gray coming at you with the softest of voices saying, mm, yes, hi, it is the Lord of Lancashire. And he's come down with a message to spread to everyone, which is please take care of yourselves in these hard times, please. Mm -hmm. uh, also, yeah. uh, shout out to myself. I am Hideo Noho. Thank you. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by a hilarious and acclaimed comedian, actor, yes. and podcast host who you know from Team Coco's Meet the Staff and the movie The Feels. Yes. Uh, one of your favorite guests, one of our favorite yes. guests, the brilliant, the talented, Ever Maynard! Hi, everyone. Um, it's so wonderful <laughs> to be joined here today. Got the notes. Listeners, I, I do need to let you know that it is... I'm taking responsibility for our quiet voices today. Um, I am recording from my work office and I forgot the correct dongle. Okay. Um, That's fine. So, that, this feels like NPR content too. We're having just a <laughs> gentle recording today. I told yeah. all of my coworkers that I was on a very important phone call and to not yeah. knock on my okay. door. Well, it's also probably a good thing that we're keeping our voices like this so that it sounds more like a work call exactly. and less like me screaming, Dirty Lisa or some oh. shit like that. You know? I mean, you know I want to scream. When you guys were talking about Barefoot Day, it was like, oh, God, I should be taking today off. This is a personal day for me. You like I love barefoot? being barefoot. Yeah, I'm really trying to keep my voice <laughs> quiet like that. <laughs> No, I love this shit. This is like the, my favorite conceit of an episode ever so far. <laughs> we're doing it because it's because of NPR. And, and we were joking. We we're like, like, what if we just did a whole NPR episode? Maybe this is the one organically just to just so we can lean into this a bit. Maybe we'll just go yeah. a little and bit so like there's this. no bleed. Now, ever you you like to go barefoot pretty frequently? Is that is that the deal here? Well, I grew up trash. Um, I grew up, I think your listeners know, I grew up in a small town. Uh, we know about the goat man. We addressed it earlier during tech. Mm -hmm. um, you can walk into the dollar store and the gas station without shoes on. Mm. You know, it's just one of those communities. It's a barefoot community. Yeah. Not out of, you know, people think barefoot communities. We're talking granola, tree, you know, huggers, hippies. Mm -hmm. This one is just flip-flops and trash, and it's just stayed with me ever since. Mm. It reminds me of my favorite book, Hillbilly Elegy. That's, that's my favorite book. Have you, have, you, have you heard about this ever? <laughs> <laughs> is that accurate? I've heard it is. <laughs> I've seen, isn't it now on a Netflix, isn't it a Netflix movie now? Yeah, it's a, um, it, was a, it was an Academy Award attempt Swing and a miss for all categories except for Glenn Close. 
uh, Glenn Close, the great, Shout out the talented Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Glenn Close. And if you're just joining us, uh, we are on the Daily Zeitgeist. Yes. We are joined by Ever Maynard, yes. uh, and we are talking softly. Doesn't NPR do that a lot, like reset constantly? I yeah. guess because oh, they are a radio reset. station, so they yeah. kind of have to do that, but... And also, yeah, Ever is not uh, in any imminent danger. Uh, just recording. From, you're you're no, in your I office, am in imminent so you danger, just don't want to. I would to... like to say, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm at a workplace. <laughs> yes, I'm in danger. I'm recording a podcast at work. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe our listeners can let us know how how they like this the, yes, this new vibe that we're I'm, testing out. I myself am fucking with it. <laughs> Honestly, it does feel like I'm about to go to bed. Um, I know. Justin, sorry for the uh, laughter there. If you yeah. just want to mark that down and completely and cleanly excise it, mm-hmm. um, so we could, if maybe we could just go from me talking about hillbilly elegy forward to this moment. No. I mean, they should have known that was going to be whatever. You put yeah. Glenn Close in a movie, you need to step it up. You got to step well, it JD up. JD Vance, the author, is going to be in charge of Ohio pretty soon. So <laughs> that's exciting. That's, Wait, we're we're big fans here at NPR. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he he's he's one of the good ones ever. He's okay, I thought we were ones. being sarcastic. I was like, "Ooh, is this a no, bad man?" No, Listen no, to no. this. I he got won a the story. Republican primary in Ohio to run for yeah. senator. Yeah, he's oh. going to be the Republican senator, but he's one of the good ones oh, because he's he came on NPR and uh, MSNBC every once in a while. So, uh, a lot of fun. A lot, a lot of, of fun. fun. You know, I I cut you off. You oh, go ahead. No, that's okay. For my birthday uh, this past weekend. Hey, happy birthday. I, thank you. Thank you. So happy much. birthday. Um, I allowed myself to get super wasted and I went to go talk to these cuties and we're chatting and then somebody just started to canvas at me. They were like, are you voting? And I was like, what? I'm drunk. Why the I was like, please, please don't canvas at me i'm very drunk and she wouldn't let it go wow. and she was like well you still need a vote and i said i, I would i'm gonna vote and then just to get her off my back i told her i was gonna vote for rick caruso yeah. <laughs> wait just, they were that what she wanted for fucking she rick wanted caruso. to vote for oh she's dsa was just she was a oh, okay I, got it. Yeah. Oh, I was like where the fuck is this place hey hey listen you gotta vote for rick caruso what? I'm drunk. Okay. Are you voting for Rick? Do you like the yeah. Grove? Do you hate unhoused people? Then he's your guy. All of Los Angeles to be the Grove. Yeah. I was like, I need more Grove in my life and I need more cops. And she was like, are you being serious? I was like, I'm drunk. It's like, I don't want to talk about this. I am incapable. And then she got like offended when I was like, I'm tired of everybody knocking on my door. <laughs> <laughs> One little historic anecdote from the early elections of America. Uh, what One of the top strategies that politicians would do is have uh, voting parties where they would uh, compete to throw the sickest party that got the most people shit-faced, and then everybody would vote at those parties. I think they made that illegal, but, but it sounds like a, a good strategy, but I'm pretty sure. Is that real? Yeah, that's real. George George Washington was was what? a big fan of this form of You're talking electioneering. George Washington voting. Yeah, have you heard of him? He was <laughs> yeah. I'm a big fan. <laughs> Who the hell? Who the hell gives a fuck about George Washington? 
Oh, he's the best. <laughs> I feel like my NPR take would be that George Washington is is our greatest president, mate. Oh, yes. I mean, who could forget one of the most whimsical figures in our entire history? Mm. He had a bag like <laughs> Did George Washington have a bag Nah, but you know what? On no, the he, show, had he, did. <laughs> he had peg teeth. He had peg teeth. He had peg teeth. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with Peg. Let's say that it uh, extended on down to his leg. Like that scene where the <laughs> robotics take over the the person's face mm-hmm. in Superman 3, one of the most terrifying movie moments of my young life when I saw it. That happened with him and Wood. It, it started in his teeth and then Wood just uh, I mean, expanded through his body and took over his leg too. In true NPR fashion, we will yeah. just perpetuate the myth that his teeth were made of wood and not extracted from the mouths of slaves. Anyway, oh, next, shit. we have a wonderful recipe. How for do you guys know so love. much about George Washington? Because it's like one of those shitty um, myths, you know, where it's like, man, his teeth, his teeth were made of wood. And it's like, uh, his teeth were ripped out of slaves mouths. What? Yeah, it's just like one of these, you know, it's those nice things we tell ourselves <laughs> to, to go to sleep at night that this country That's what wasn't. we meant by wood. That's what that was. Yeah. You know, we thought that was. Wow. Yeah. George Washington can get fucked. <laughs> Fuck you, George Washington, and your voting parties. <laughs> That's really fun to whisper in a, an office setting. Yeah. <laughs> Ever, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today uh we're going to talk about canada they uh seem to see what's going on with uh assault rifles yeah and have decided to uh this can't this can't be right take action mm. is that huh i guess like, ha- i guess so, trudeau by arresting children he's going up looking? up north oh. <laughs> <laughs> good one my uh, good one meanwhile in america they are arresting children and parading the children's faces on po- posting their mugshots publicly to send a message. So that's, that's where that's we're a George right. Washington move. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. It's all about messaging and mm-hmm. branding. Uh, we're going to talk about Marco Rubio freaking out about the NBA and the Miami heat mm-hmm. because they advocated for a gun reform. Uh, we're going to talk about top gun Maverick, which had a big weekend at the box office broke the record for the biggest Memorial Day weekend box office <laughs> and uh, is basically one long recruiting ad for the Navy. Now, um, I do have to ask, would you happen to know what the previous record holder was? for? Oh, of course. Of course we do. It was uh, 2007's Pirates of the Caribbean uh-huh, sequel. Classic. Uh, Pir- Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest or wow. Stranger Tides? Dead Man's Wood. Dead Man's Chest. Yeah, Dead Man's Bittersweet word. weekend for Johnny Depp. Bittersweet. Mm. Okay. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's probably some shit they'd say. They're like, he was actually, did you see that? She was a prof- he's, he was saying what's going on this weekend or over the weekend. No, he was at some show and he's singing Marvin Gaye, what's going on? Like, oh no. Please exit from our consciousness. Anyways. Johnny Depp, the beloved actor, seen here performing a spirited rendition <laughs> of Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. We'll leave you with that. We'll be right back. Steven's Keep. <laughs> I, I, was trying to, I was trying to come up with an NPR name, and I couldn't. couldn't. Oh, Aud- yes. Audie Cornish, is that? Audie Cornish. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Audie Cornish will be right back with uh, the stock market report, <laughs> with, with some whimsical chimes played in the background. With a... 
with a sentient Bitcoin as, <laughs> as the guest. <laughs> like, what? Uh, before we get to any of that shit, though, ever, we do like to ask mm-hmm. our guest, what is something from your search history? Currently, most recently, my search history was how do I make my audio techno work, my mic work <laughs> with a headphone thing in Zoom. That was the search with the headphone thing. Didn't know didn't know the word chat. Headphone just thing. the headphone thing. <laughs> um, scrambling when I was putting up my little kid at work, and then Zoom tricks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Zoom, Zoom tricks. tricks. Zoom tricks. Like I had the producer <laughs> called me. Uh, call me to yeah. just shout yeah. out to the super producer Trisha. Trisha, what's up, Trisha? Good luck. Good luck. And yeah, good luck with this one, Trisha. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why are we being mean to Trisha? So no, the Trisha's Zoom tricks didn't work? No, I mean, just for our listeners, I have Zoom on my phone, like I'm making a phone call, and then I'm just staring at a compu- like a blank computer screen, mm. and then I and then I have a microphone plugged in to a dongle, and my headphones plugged into a microphone. So real amateur uh, shit today. Wait, question. Real amateur shit. You said you have a new computer that doesn't have a headphone jack? It's the new Mac. It's a Mac. They don't have a fucking headphone jack? No, I don't think. If they have a headphone jack, I'm going to scream. Like on the other corner? <laughs> no, I, yeah, I feel like that's pretty standard. The headphone jack erasure. Is yeah, because I, I had to buy a thing to plug it in. Like Jesus. A, a, yeah. So. Actually, oh. I'm looking at my MacBook from like three, four years ago. There is that a one headphone jack. One. So maybe we should, maybe we should uh, take a quick look. Make sure. I have a feeling everyone knows there's no headphone jack. <laughs> there is a hole, but I don't think it's big enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have like a quarter inch headphone cable or something? I got I got no headphone cables. I'm wearing my over the ears. Okay, we'll um, just leave it. I'm because the, yeah, no I ran over my um, I ran I over this, my AirPods this weekend. I think this has accidentally given the show a great buy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to take a small sip of uh, this buttery shard and mm-hmm. ask you buttery chardonnay. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I'll, and I'll ask you what is something you think is overrated ever? Um, right now. I'm screaming at George Washington. I think he is overrated. I think his shitty little voting parties and his teeth are very overrated. I think American history uh, is overrated. I think they're lying. I think it's full of lies. Wow. This is why people, this is why people buy guns. This is a, (laughs) this is a very incendiary take on George Washington, our tame morning show, because we love (laughs) George Washington, one of our founding fathers, but that is true. His teeth were not made of wood and, and, and and maybe it's time we do accept that as a country. I refuse. Uh, (laughs) Not on my watch. (laughs) It's always like the push pull of the host is like, you're about to get like, you're about to figure it out. And you're like, I refuse to believe that um, American imperialism is the cause of a lot of this. That doesn't sound like the George that I don't know, but have been told about in numerous books with the gold binding that are uh, illustrated with cartoons. Yes. It was his wife, Martha, that made the flag, right? Was that it? Martha Washington? I think it was Susan B. Anthony. That made the flag with the circle and all the stars? Am I wrong? 
Am I wrong? No, here? Betsy Listen Ross, that. wasn't it? Betsy That's Ross. Betsy Ross. Betsy that was Ross a trick I played on both of you. I knew it was oh, Betsy Ross. Oh, you're very clever. You. We have a tricky guest no, today. Uh. <laughs> you think I give a fuck about? <laughs> Man, fuck Betsy Ross. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What happened to our morning show? I'm sorry. You can't. Back. You can't come up to me talking about politics. I'm drunk on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you think is underrated Ooh. ever? Duke's mayonnaise. I'm being very sincere right now. I tried oh, Duke's shit. mayonnaise for the first time in my life, and it was so good. I've never loved mayonnaise before. It was so good that uh, for my birthday, somebody gave me a pound of Duke's mayonnaise. <laughs> Are they measure that in weight? I don't know what it is. Like the let me get a couple pounds. It's a big jug of Duke's mayonnaise. I don't know what to do with it, but I got a big old, big old jug of Duke's. <laughs> What's Okay. What's I've heard a few people talk about Duke's mayonnaise. I know it's like a, a Southeast thing or that's mm-hmm. how i typically hear it coming out of the southeast what is it just is it is there a flavor to it is it just it's just it tastes creamy. like a superior mayonnaise it's just creamy it tastes kind of like butter oh wow now i can't believe i'm talking about this <laughs> i'm told in, by dukesmayo.com that mm-hmm. it's got twang that's fun it yeah. sounds a little bit like something from hillbilly elegy or uh your upbringing ever I was just curious, does the twang figure into your uh, high esteem? Or does it feel uh, reductive? It's a subtle twang. I'll say this, it's a subtle twang. And if you love a nice uh, Chardonnay, it goes well. I would would (laughs) say it's the Chardonnay of mayonnaise. (laughs) Now you're speaking my language. Duke's mayonnaise. The Chardonnay of mayonnaise. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. This is actually this week's sponsored recipe from Duke's mayonnaise. And Sutter Home Chardonnay. Uh, you're going to take a glass of Shutter Home, a Sutter Home, and you're going to just take a dollop of Duke's mayonnaise, mm-hmm. put it in the glass, and mix that up together for a wonderful cocktail. You know, uh, I had that Monday for Memorial Day. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. Duke's, a Duke's Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. Duke's. <laughs> Made an A. Mayo Chardonnay. Chardonnay. Yes. And a lovely Chardonnay's by the barbecue uh, pin. <laughs> Drink it down <laughs> smooth. <laughs> it does make me gag a little bit, but I, I'm. The I'm wife in. says it's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love that twang, though. Gotta love that twang. I feel like it would be very on brand for NPR hosts to both love mayonnaise, but not want to admit that they love mayonnaise. No, they have to love it. And like they, I feel like they have to be like, I love a Chardonnay's. People say the Aperol Spritz was the drink of last summer, but it's really the Chardonnay's. <laughs> I love mayonnaise in all of its forms and it's my blood type. Welcome to NPR. Welcome to NPR. If you're just now joining us, we are talking about the new um, hit Chardonnay's. <laughs> it's so hard for me not to cackle. Right now, and I'm trying to just be very professional. They're like, ever, we were listening in on your work call. You're talking about George Washington's slave teeth, and then you pounding Chardonnay, Chardonnay, Chardonnay's, like plural, or is that a hybrid Chardonnay mayonnaise? I think it speaks for itself. That's what I'm going to tell. I was talking to my doctor about my, my health habits. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's what you say. That was a privileged conversation, you yeah. sick fuck. 
<laughs> what do you want to do? It is a privileged conversation because we are speaking in the hushed tones of NPR. Yes. And welcome to welcome back to the show. And if you're just now joining us, we are about to throw to an ad and take a break, after which point we will reset one more time yes. and tell you what you're listening. Exactly. In our ranking of the uh, best GOP senators based on bicep circumference after this. <laughs> Zite gang, customers are rushing to your store, but do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it, you know, like a literal POS? Well, you need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Connect with customers inline and online. Look, you want to use TikTok? Well, guess what? They have plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns on platforms just like that. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Now, I was looking at Shopify.com, and I'm trying to get some answers. Let's say, uh, you know, how to bustling retail business and I need, you know, maybe uh, some hardware to be able to sell my wares on the street, take credit card payments, whatever. And I know Shopify is easy to use. Half the time I buy something online, I'm like, oh, yep, they're using Shopify. And if you need to learn more, check out their website. It's super easy to navigate whether you have questions about how you can optimize your inventory or again, looking for hardware to make sales easier. Shopify.com has all of that. Just go there. Check it out. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash TDZ all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash TDZ to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash TDZ. You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. And we're back. Mm. And I was told by one of our producers that they kept falling asleep yeah. to the to the dulcet tones of Miles. Because it's so dang boring. Ever and I speaking as NPR hosts. So don't um, fall back. <laughs> like so, we're gonna go further into it, into a deep. <laughs> <laughs> so let let's dig into what is what's happening, what the fallout has been. On two sides of the border, you got your America, United mm-hmm. States of right. America, and then you got your Canada, which is a different country uh, that just wants to be America, United States. But better or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what what are they doing? Are they trying to like redesign their flag to be red, white, and blue <laughs> instead of just red and white? Or yeah, what, the, what maple, the maple here? leaf is now going to look like a the 777 howitzer artillery cannon. But no, they uh, Justin Trudeau has announced, you know what, we're going to do things a little bit differently and we need to take the safety of Canadians seriously. So basically they are banning the sale of handguns. What is and by that, they're basically saying that you can no longer like procure a new handgun. So it's going to be like you can't trade, you can't buy, sell. They're just saying, you know what, the market on handguns, it's capped. That's it. If you got one, fine. Also, if you have an assault rifle, you need to come by and we'll buy that shit back from you because nobody we, we're not doing that anymore either. And, you know, this has all been part of a, you know, wider campaign in Canada to curb gun access and, and curb gun violence after a gunman, you know, had to kill 22 people uh, in rural Nova Scotia, like in 2020. And that was a moment where it's like, oh, this is this is something that has to be addressed. And the wild thing is hearing, you know, how the prime minister is just talking about it about gun violence. Uh, And his quote is, gun violence is a complex problem. But at the end of the day, the math is really quite simple. The fewer the guns in our communities, the safer everyone will be. Okay. Part of like my, you know, that was my only response. I know because our fucked up propaganda American brains are like, okay, but now also tell me about the people screaming at the prime minister because it means end of the world because gun buyback. Like, where's that part? Where's the part where he has to acknowledge that it's it's not a good idea because these people hate it? It was just, ah, uh, it's it's truly something. Wild to hear a line like that when, meanwhile, we have people talking about it's not that we need less guns, we need less door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. That's strong. Sorry, the, the pull, the gravitational pull of the NPR voice has, has made me realize why they do it. It just... It it's very calm. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way you can way. speak outraged like that. Right. You can't it, be outraged, and so your soul. It's like the thing where you go walk around with a big smile on your face, and the, like that's supposed to make you happy. Like there's really? that like feedback loop. Yeah, Have you heard that? that? Like just, yeah, that. just like doesn't work, right? <laughs> doesn't yeah. work. It's yeah. It's kind of a completely illogical 
way of dealing with you things. But when you it, talk like this. You can't be. It's outraged. also, uh, I think, very American. Very American. Uh, we're just gonna force our damn souls into the right shape so we can get through this one more time. Ever, are you still uh, joining us from the offices of NPR? I am. I was just saying, every time I try to make myself happy by smiling, I just look like a jackass. Mm. Is it like... It's like a forced smile. Yeah, yeah. like so ear to ear that someone's like, are you distressed? You're like, I am happy. <laughs> nice to meet you. Just smile with tears rolling down your face. Yeah. Nothing is wrong. I'm not stressed about anything. And Any. I've only been getting good news. And any bad news is a practice to to deal with it. It you know what I mean? Where it's like like with Buddhism and I'm sure like a lot of other religions where it's like if you stop resisting, the pain will go away. Right. Like the, so it's like, hey, no bad Except. news. I accept the bad news. I stop resisting the bad news. And suddenly there is no more bad news. And mm. this segment is, of course, brought to you by Dukes. Um, Dukes, man. <laughs> no more Dukes bad Chardonnay. Breathe it in. No more bad news. <laughs> I mean, that would feel like a segment that they would have on NPR. It's like, and next is stress management technique. And they're like, and the biggest thing is we have to accept what's happening around us, right? It's when we resist it that we feel all that discomfort. So if we just accept everything is terrible and trust the politicians to do everything, you'll, all your all your cares will go away, okay? And, just accept uh, the gun violence around you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. that simple. You know, I like to go back to George Washington's stories when I have to illustrate a point I want to make, but also another great American, Ever Maynard, mm-hmm. the inventor of Chardonnays, mm-hmm. has often said, do you think I would have invented this if I were happy? <laughs> so I feel Isn't like... a happy person could have come up with this? <laughs> could have come up with this shit? No. Look how happy I am. Look at this smile. Look at it. Anyways, uh, meanwhile, in the United States of America, the NRA held their convention where Donald Trump read off the names of the children and, you know, victims of the Uvalde massacre. And then also, for good measure, at the end, danced a little jig on stage. That's not real. It's it is. Is that real? Everything feels like lazy satire at this point. But so that happened. And then the police arrested the police in Florida arrested a 10 year old who like had said that he bought a bunch of assault rifles and was going to do a, do a school shooting, essentially. And the you know, they interviewed him, found out that he was making false threats. I don't think he had the the guns that he was claiming he did. And they proceeded to arrest him and re- publicly release his mugshot. That's so scary. And they, first of all, I saw people like posting about this approvingly, like on on social media. It's just like, you know, I don't know. People, it, it just feels like chaos, like signal and noise all like blended together into just indecipherable kind of slurry. Also, like this is a kid that needs like, mental yes. health resources and this is only going to make it worse like yeah this kid needs like yeah counseling therapy but instead we're just like burning him at the stake or like dragging him through the town you know what i mean like yeah this is not cool like this is only going to further traumatize this kid and it's like yeah this kid did a fucked up thing and we should be taking threats seriously but at the same time this is also like a red flag that this kid needs help 
Yeah. So the the sheriff who is prides himself as the the tough on crime sheriff made made a statement. I'm just gonna read from it because again, it does it does feel like it's just bad like satire that's too on the nose. But you know, it certainly feels like the police are doing the like you know the thing where like a bully gets beat up and then comes in and uh, immediately starts picking on the smallest kid in school just to you know prove something to themselves or whatever salvage their reputation and sense of self but so the sheriff said this student's behavior is sickening especially after the recent tragedy making sure our children are safe is paramount we will have law and order in our schools my team didn't hesitate one second, not one oh, second, wow. to investigate this threat. So that is like a veiled reference to the Uvalde police, you know, waiting outside the school while the shooting was taking place. Right now is not the time to act like a delinquent. It's not funny. This child made a fake threat, and now he's experiencing real consequences. We don't wait one second. We investigate every threat as if it's real. And while Marceno acknowledged that the boy is only 10 years old and his brain isn't fully developed, he explained that making fake threats still have real consequences. So he's going back to that fake threat, real consequences thing, like a tough love school principal. Real but, threat? Mm, I don't know. It sounds dangerous. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. Huh? That, that one seems a little less clear. It's it, it's wild how like everyone's kind of using this to differentiate themselves, even though they're in the same group. Be like, we have no problem jumping to conclusions and brutalizing a 10-year-old child because we take threats seriously. Unlike the I mean, jokers in that other place. Like, you're completely can, missing the point. Can we describe this photo of this sheriff with with the cops behind him? It's, yeah. For the listeners. So there is a big, I'm going to call him Buff Daddy Sheriff, and he's wearing a half-zip sweater pullover. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. slightly buttoned down, but it's kind of like an, an army green and it's got a gold star. Huge pecs, chiseled jawline. Huge pecs. Huge pecs, great arms. Two big pecs. Big pecs on, on his head. <laughs> this guy's Gregory Pecs. <laughs> it's Gregory Pecs. And he's kind of. I kind did of have to look up to make sure it was not Gregory Pecs. The porn star? Yeah. <laughs> not Gregory Peck. <laughs> Gregory Pecs. Oh, is that the adult really a porn star's name? No, I I'd imagine there uh, would be a guy named Gregory Pecs. Oh, God. <laughs> so then there's three SWAT team members on his left and three regularly dressed cops on his right. And they're all like, yeah, we're, we're in out. a Daniel Craig movie, you know, like kind of like tough guy looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like, you're a 10 year old. They're armed to the hilt. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The SWAT team members have the masks over their faces like, and then the officers are doing their best to flex while also keeping one hand on one of their weapons. They're in a sad flying V of mm-hmm. like no confidence and using gun to look tough. The three people who are like masked and shit, it really, it's like, it shows you all they got to do is like, oh shit, man, we spend so much money on this crap and never use it. Y'all line up so they can at least see that we're dressed like the video game characters. From they Call all of Duty. look kind of half out of shape. I am going to lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting back into shape, but I feel like I could outlift I and outrun these people. The chief, I'm I'm worried about his cardio. That's for Honestly, sure. Honestly, he definitely uses steroids and a lot of pre-workout. Oh, yeah. 
the farts too are, much free workout. The farts are ridiculous when he goes to the squat rack. People are like, <laughs> fuck it, get away, get away, get away from this guy. Clear out. Yeah. I mean, and throughout all that time too, like, I don't know if you read any of like the weird quotes coming out of the fucking NRA convention of people like with their weird takes trying to defend, you know, like just this indefensible situation. And like some people, this guy was talking to the Texas Tribune, like there's this this one line in this, this article that said they described like people who are attending the NRA convention, they described feeling ostracized for their beliefs and not just those on guns, for their refusal to get the COVID-19 vaccine, for their objections to gay people serving as teachers, for their belief in disciplining children through spanking. Like <laughs> what? Like the dinosaurs feel bad that we've completely moved on. Like it's just our dinosaur culture, okay. though, please. I had I'm a dinosaur so culture in Portland and I went there a couple of weeks ago for some gigs and I was taking a lift and this guy's like, have you ever been to Dallas, Fort Worth? And he was a dinosaur, right? And But it was Portland and I was like, I mean, it's okay. It's a little conservative. He goes, mm, I'm just looking <laughs> to move somewhere where people respect the law. And I was like, oh. hell yeah. And he was like, I'm tired of all this graffiti. And it's like, well, mm -hmm. it's not 1952. <laughs> right. There's graffiti. Tired everywhere. of this damn artwork everywhere. <laughs> Rock and go roll somewhere music. where you can just walk into a Starbucks with a assault rifle. Right. Oof. Yeah. Uh, there's another person who like also said like the kid could have had a bat and could have done just as much damage, but they're trying to attack guns. Uh -huh. And it's just it's wild to even hear the people that are there because I don't know if you saw the the images from inside the convention. Mm -mm. It was sparsely attended. Like right, a lot of more images. people protesting than attending. I yeah, did see it, that video where the guy like addressed the president. Have you guys seen that? And he's like, "Yeah." He was like, "Thought, thank you for your thoughts and prayers." <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. He's like, people have said Wayne LaPierre did nothing after Sandy Hook, after Vegas, after Parkland, after you like just goes <laughs> fires off the list, and like you can tell right. people were getting uncomfortable because it was like it had the tone of someone being critical, and he's like, and yet. They don't see what he has done. He's like, I want to thank you, Mr. LaPierre, for your thoughts and prayers because they, you did offer them kind of shit. But yeah, like it is, it is a very interesting moment to see even the people who are fully NRA brained, like the best they can do is say stuff like a bat would have been just as bad or the reason why people are doing this is because we're teaching our kids that America's a bunch of crap, as one guy said. And I just feel like that logic is it's starting to wear thin for some people when you just kind of see the repeated horrors like over and over and over again. And then hear people be like, we need one. We need one door. Right. So the the door thing is that there were too many doors for, and one of the too many of them were left open. Is that their th thesis? Yeah. But then just in general, if you have one point of entry, you can control that and it's a choke point. So if someone were to enter and they were untoward, like you can get it, like stop them right there at the point of entry. There's no other place to monitor, just the one door. Mm -hmm. Again, unless there's a fire at that door, in yeah, which case. The much more common event. That, yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, this is, this is kind of like, I think you can tell from the outrage from the people even outside of the convention center where the NRA thing was happening is it's just, like it, at a certain point, it's like it, this sounds so, so utterly ridiculous when most people would be like, if someone's like the person is shooting people, you'd be like, I wish that person didn't have the capability to shoot people like at will. 
right. that's the th- that usually is like the easiest way to solve a problem. But hearing all this other like, you know, redirection and nonsense, I think is just it's just making people more furious. Yeah, I was reminded while driving around over the long weekend and seeing a Blue Lives Matter like mm. sticker on the back of someone's car. Like there are people who not just the police, but the pe- there are people whose identity is based on the idea that police are heroes. And so I'm assuming those are the people who are like sharing this story about arresting a thing like the the social media I saw on this was like, yeah, but like Bernie Sanders just wants to eliminate student debt. Nice try, asshole. Like the at least some people are doing something about the problem we have like commenting on the story about the 10 year old being arrested right and it's just yeah it's there's the recency bias that we've talked about before about like where your town will never be more prepared for the snowstorm uh that happens after the the one that they needed to be better prepared for and Mm -hmm. then you know the police and the people who's who have blue lives matter like on their social media accounts are like you know they they are wounded right now and like this is this is what we get as a result and it's it's wild like it, it truly is just something that i feel like we'll will we're getting many moments with that belong in that like end of end stages of human civilization museum with the jimmy fallon paris hilton interview interview right. about board apes i i do have something to say in defense of Blue Lives Matter. And it's more of a Sheriff's <laughs> Lives Matter. <laughs> um, over the Memorial Day weekend, which also happens to be my birthday weekend, I was at the hey. beach. Yes, yeah. thank you so much. I'm drinking my Chardonnays. And I saw a Sheriff's helicopter doing tricks in front of the, the buoy in front of me because the helicopter landing pad was directly kind of off to my left. and. Every 15 minutes, the helicopter would take off and do a new trick. And I got to say, I've never wanted to waste more tax dollars. <laughs> I wanted to see more tricks. And I was like, this is about $10,000 a minute. And I'm per here trick. for it. <laughs> yeah, per trick. <laughs> Literally, they I, were just doing I don't think I've seen helicopter tricks. What do helicopters do? It looks like they're about to fall out of the sky. And I was like, <laughs> everybody was like, oh, my God, the helicopter's going to fall into the ocean. And then they'd go psych or they would just fly straight up like nose up and then dive bomb down and do some kind of roll it honestly it was very cool what wait oh, and this was oh. like in a law enforcement helicopter yeah what the fuck hey they I, would wait like, <laughs> there is a there is like a a crisis of confidence happening with all police forces across the country <laughs> right. And they are Rick, doing... go do some tricks. <laughs> Rick, you Honestly, know those I, sick I, copter tricks you do? <laughs> I feel like they're doing what I'm doing right now, like where they're at work and they're be like, yeah, yeah, I just have a phone call to make in my office. And instead they're podcasting. <laughs> yeah. But it's like a fascist <laughs> podcast. Is what yeah. they would they're like, we're on patrol. And instead they're like doing their own memorial, like Air yeah. Force show. <laughs> Welcome to Sick Tricks with Rick. Uh... <laughs> You can hear that rotor in the background. What's wow. going on? What's going on with the Miami Heat thing, though? Oh, Ooh, well, thing, um, though. so 
That was a wonderful pivot from Ever Maynard. Um, the whole thing <laughs> that's happening. Thank you for keeping the show moving along. Which hey, is, no <laughs> the whole other side of this, right, is like something that that's interesting. There's this op-ed in, in the Washington Post who was written by, I feel, Greg Sargent talking about how, like, you know, the effectiveness of athletes and their advocacy right now, because it just seemed like pointed something interesting out was that when sports teams get involved, like conservatives can't handle it. Like they just cannot handle athletes or teams having an opinion on like policy. And it's always like, just shut up and play sports ball. Mm. And, and I think it's like, I think there's just something interesting about like that insistence because it seems like one of the biggest re the reactions that got like the most attention last week was Steve Kerr, who's a basketball coach and his like outrage about it. A lot of people were like, oh, wow, this is interesting. Like, wow, look at this coach had something to say about it. Then the uh, San Francisco Giants manager, Gabe Kapler, he told reporters he wouldn't stand for the national anthem until he felt the country was actually like moving in the right direction because he said like what he's seen is just not good at all. And this drew a lot of criticism, but then it was quickly followed by like other teams airing messages of support for like gun reform, like the the Yankees and shit like that. And so the Heat, before their game, they had like a you know pro gun reform message, and like Marco Rubio was like, ah, like just stay out of it. But I think there is something interesting just pointing out like how much how pressed the politicians get when athletes talk about this stuff because it does feel like. They occupy this space in our popular culture where, like, you know, clearly athletes of color, when they protest to this point, have has been seen like you're radical black or, you know, person of color. Saying, like, how do you like activist. Kaepernick? Like, where was the support when, like, Kaepernick was protesting? You know? Yeah, uh, not much. But yeah, it's then I, I think that's the unfortunate aspect, especially of like the the issue that he's drawing attention to, which would put a lot of people off to be like, there's not a racism problem. But right now with gun reform mm, to have people okay. say, I fucking think it's awful that children are dying needlessly. Now try and come for me for that. And right. a lot of people are just like, Argh! like, I want to be like, what are you soft? And you don't like needless child death, but it puts, it puts them in a very odd place. And I think aside from like the crisis of confidence, there's also just like, they don't know what to say anymore. And, you know, this sort of op-ed was just kind of pointing out, like, how much more, you know, like, normalizing athletes can do. Because there are there are groups of, like, rigidly minded voters who are like, I don't know, man. If anyone who's a Democrat says anything, like, I'm instantly turned off. Now, hold on. This baseball player also doesn't like it? Okay, maybe that's, maybe I'm not so soft if I Talk like to me when the NRA does it. I mean, mm -hmm. the NASCAR does it. Talk to right. me when NASCAR does this. And it, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see where if, if it reaches that point. But it is interesting to just to see, like, you know, I think just the more like outward rejection of like just kind of being like thoughts and prayers and being like, no, nah, this is this is kind of fucked up. Although I, I do feel like I do think with, it's very cool. The, my only concern is like with how incrementalism is in this country, that the new normal is just to be like, this is messed up. Right. Whereas before it was just like thoughts and prayers. Right. Yeah. And now the like reaction the, is, this is messed up. Don't ask me to do much more, but it is messed up. The heat message is remarkably like from the year 2018 it, for the first half of it. Like mm -hmm. they do a moment of silence. They ask everybody to like honor the losses of the families who lost children and, you know, their memory. And it is like thoughts and prayersy. And 
obviously it's silent because they're doing a moment of silence. But then when they give everybody a phone number to call to put pressure on their local politicians to pass gun control reform, like the the crowd, like really, I, you know, it shouldn't be surprising, but the crowd really like gets behind it and like starts cheering almost uniformly like right. there's almost uniform appro- approval and like i i don't know that that does like i feel like that's a good especially in florida yeah yeah exactly which is probably why marco rubio was like what the fuck is going on yeah marco rubio not happy i mean i i don't know this is something i've always wondered right like tragedy touches every person regardless of your political ideology. And I know sometimes it's maybe easy to wait, easier to explain away why something may have happened. But on some level, I'd imagine if you're a human, even though you may be, you know, MAGA to the to down to your bones, that you may have experienced loss in your life. And for a moment, we're like, that's awful to like lose a child. And that's I do. I, I am aware of that sensation. And to then hear someone be so shitty in the face of it, like repeatedly, like maybe the first 40 times it was like easy (laughs) to hide it. But there is something I think just like everybody was talking last week, like we all were talking about moments. We were just breaking down just by not even because like we're like there was something different about this one. It's like I feel like we're collectively reaching this like tipping point where it's really difficult to kind of keep. Being like, nah, okay, well, maybe it'll be a while to the next one and, and we can figure it out in the interim. But it's not. It's going to be like tomorrow. I know that sounds bad. No, and I I think that's, I think the reaction of politicians is one thing. But I just think for, for people, like, we can't, we're not going home taking away, like, millions in donations from interest groups to, like, stay in office Speaks to, like, you. help soothe our wounds. Could you imagine? But, like, <laughs> yeah, right. Why do you think I call it Dukes? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Miles is in the fucking pocket of Big Mayo, or as they call it, in the jar. But like, baby boy, it, I'm in the jar. Okay, sorry. No. Okay. Here but go. it it does. It is one of those things where, like, the response, like it it the shit is the tricks don't work on people anymore. It's like, how are you going to look at that and not say something that's more substantive? Now again, but with how incremental things feel, it may just push the thing, the goalpost, just a fucking couple inches. We're now. The response isn't thoughts and prayers. It's like, what are they doing in Washington? Also, here are your donations in Washington. Mm-hmm. But right. that's just like the new face of the game. I don't know. It's it's hard to know until we really kind of get on the other side of it. I, th- I think all pressure, any any pressure anybody can apply is great, mm-hmm. you know, on the, on the sports front. And I'm, I'm wondering if Canada is doing the thing like a good parent where they just like model the good behavior. They don't d- directly tell the kid to do it, but they're just like, when the kid is having a temper tantrum, they get calmer and they like bring it down here. And they're like, hey, what? So, you know, I, sometimes I get angry too, but they're, they're really smile. the only way. I keep you a know? big smile on my face when I get angry. <laughs> and a yeah. giant glass of Chardonnay is close by. Suddenly I'm not angry anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've done it. I don't know, but I mean, like, you know, just like when when we did our show in Canada, I'm like, wow, that's healthcare. They're like, look, no dental, no mental. And I'm like, hey, we got nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> that's yeah. cool. Uh, yeah. But I mean, 
I don't know. I think, or it could just, we're like, oh, what's their end game here? <laughs> it's like, maybe they're yeah, they worried might just be about trying the safety to take of care of their children. <laughs> again, I don't know. I think it's about bring... us. If I had to guess, yeah. it's about us. No, I saying about them. This, they're trying to say fuck you to us right now. Yeah. They really are. Like, look it. what we can do. And look what you can do, but you're not doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about a movie that has some good ideas of what we can do to Canada, and that is Top Gun. (laughs) You like to watch new stuff, right, Zygang? I know I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. And don't miss the new season of The Kardashians, uh, starring The Kardashians, of course. And... Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the tropical Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island, and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. And we're back. And Top Gun Maverick broke the record for the biggest Memorial Day weekend box office, previously set in 27, 2007. 
2007. Does that is that a thing anybody has yeah, ever said? 20 out seven. I mean, 20 out seven. Yeah. By Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Uh-huh. Uh, so one one thing, one overwhelming aspect of the of the demographics of the Top Gun two audience, old. Just old <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> fuck yeah. Makes sense, as a, as our writer JM put it. Th- this is basically the Avengers end game of dad movies. <laughs> but fifty five percent of ticket buyers were thirty five or older. Man, fuck you, man. I'm thirty six. I'm not old. I'm forty one. I, yeah, I don't cool. think I'm old. I think it's old compared to who usually goes to the movies. Also, I like that there's just a blanket demo thirty five and up. Right. I'm like, yeah. what about thirty five to forty five? Like the homies, you know. Yeah. Then, what's, then be like, yeah. and then the old folks, you know what that is. That's 55 and up, or whatever it is, but whatever. That's fine. The 35 and old is just, you would be what, one year younger than the actual film, the original Top Gun is, if you were 35. Yeah, that seems about right. I yeah, didn't which, know that people were like still horny for like Top Gun movies. I know. Like, I, I was, get it. I was really interested to see how this movie does. And I found out over the weekend, but I was, yeah, I was curious. I was like, do, People, there. It did seem like growing up, every single like TV entertainment center had a copy of the VHS of Top Gun. Oh like, yeah, on it. Just it was mandatory. And so now you one, know. So it's still about like they're in Air Force school, and they so still the, yeah. They're just seeing who's they're the still best. repeating the final class, <laughs> right? Yeah, so it's Air Force school. It's like okay. Harry Potter for Air Force. <laughs> and now, instead of being the cocky, brash Harry Potter, I guess, the, even though Harry Potter wasn't cocky or brash, he would like, instead of being, you're the best, but you don't believe in anything, you bad, you badass. Bad boy. Uh, now, Tom Cruise, te- teacher? He's, he's Snape? Oh. Now? Okay. And. So he comes through and Miles Teller, who is, you know, whiplash guy, mm-hmm. he is Goose's son. Oh. And so he is trying to reach Goose's son to make him less of a wild card. Shut the and, fuck up, Tom Cruise. Oh. Sorry, Tom Cruise's character. <laughs> Goose, Goose can be wild and Goose's son can be wild, George. Yeah. Shut the well. fuck up. Um, but so it, it starts to make more sense the the idea that like the plot of the first movie was like he may be talented but he's too wild and needs to be brought in line with discipline it's like reverse footloose where it's like they're like yeah these kids are too wild and the good the happy ending is when he starts following orders and uses his dancing to spread the message of the church top gun was basically written by the pentagon like the pe- the filmmaker's whole idea was like, what if we had access to uh, aircraft carriers? And the Pentagon was like, sure, but we are essentially writing the story. They had actual story control and cast the military in the most positive light. They changed Goose's death to an ejector s- seat malfunction instead of a midair collision. Because- Did that happen like in the first movie or something? Yeah, so Goose dies in... An ejector seat malfunction. Spoiler alert. And sorry if that was too too late on that. But mm-hmm. wait, yeah. Val Kilmer? 
No, dude, that's Iceman. Ah, uh, I don't know. Wait, Goose is <laughs> Goose is uh, Anthony <laughs> Edwards, right? From the Minnesota Timberwolves. I might have that wrong. It's either Anthony Edwards or Carl Anthony Town. So there's a Goose and an Iceman, and then Tom Cruise. Because I think, Maverick. Okay, Maverick. That's so yeah. It's Anthony Edwards. It's okay. Anthony Dr. Edwards, Mark Green. baby. And anyways, it, it, what, it is weird that he dies from an ejector seat malfunction. Uh, seems kind of random, but that's because the Navy made that edit because they didn't want it to reflect real things that were happening in the Navy where during training missions, people were dying from midair collisions. So yeah. they just made it like a random thing that doesn't often happen. So the important takeaway here is that the Navy set up recruitment stations in movie theaters where Top Gun was playing <laughs> and reportedly saw a 500% bump in enlistments following the film's release. And people, you know, more like sociologist type, the critical community thinks that it had an important role in making people feel more rah-rah about Mil military like adventurism reagan's like policy of like we'll use our great military to fix it and invest in star wars mm -hmm. like the lasers the space lasers and then there was a story about like recruits who signed up after succumbing to top gun fever being very unhappy <laughs> with the realities of the military so it's kind of wild because I i'm going to read you a quote from somebody who was against the idea of doing a sequel to Top Gun. They said, I want the kids to know that's not the way war is, that Top Gun was just an amusement park ride, a fun film with a PG-13 rating that was not supposed to be reality. That's why I didn't go on and make Top Gun 2 and 3 and 4 and 5. That would have been irresponsible. Oh, who said uh, that? That quote is from Tom Cruise. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> He, he went on instead to make the movie uh, Born on the Fourth of July because he felt guilty about how Top Gun was being used and he wanted to make it so that so that, like his career was being used to show the realities of war. But, oh, he really did. That was that was the reason. I, I people speculate, spec, but right, he right, openly said, he said that right. like he wants people to not believe that Top Gun is the way it actually is. Mm. It's just propaganda fun, man. It wasn't supposed to be. Yeah, fun. relax. Nobody's put, taking. Everybody knows it's propaganda fun. So. Yeah, come on now. So I didn't make. That's why I didn't Actually, already. Okay, can Top we just nine. drop? Can we drop the propaganda bit? Because it's not propaganda. It's just fun. It's just fun. <laughs> Based like, on it's just fun. We do. I mean, it should be noted, like a lot of this probably isn't going to make it into the final episode because every episode of Daily Zeitgeist does go to the Navy for a final edit. Yeah. They just like want to make sure that what we're saying is like accurate, you exactly. know, I guess, mm -hmm. like to their vision of how the world is. Yes. Hello, Major Collins. Uh, thanks for listening. If if you think that like that is kind of retrograde and like wild that like that was happening that they were sending recruiters to movie theaters in 1986 and like actually getting people to sign up to put their lives on the line they are doing it again over this weekend they first of all had special advertisements playing before some screenings and there have been military recruiters and theaters awkwardly hanging around next to the concession stands i mean talk about a waste of taxpayer money seriously well yeah. The toys, the little jet fighter toys that they have on their table, those look pretty I mean, cool. They don't look cheap. 
ever. So, you know, Honestly, maybe our tax dollars are being I, used properly. I'm going to be very vulnerable with you guys right now. Please. I never thought I was smart enough to join the Navy and to drive an airplane. That's the mm. only reason why I would never join the Navy or the Air Force. Mm. I wow, can't believe I admitted that out loud. Yeah, it was a self-belief. I was like, I could, I could never figure out how to, you I'm know, not good at math. It's so funny you said that ever. I couldn't read when I began flying, flying a fighter pilot or a fighter <laughs> pilot. And uncle, uncle Sam believed in me. I was just like you. I couldn't add, read or write or know my own name. Some guy after I saw screening a top gun said, Hey, you want to have fun? Sign the squiggle line on this paper. Next Only thing, thing I you know, need to be able to read is target locked. <laughs> Next thing Ooh. I know I'm in Kuwait, baby. Man, shit sucked, but I don't. Yeah, I, 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 it's wild that I like in your mind. You're like, I just don't think I got it. It's not anything else <laughs> to do with it that's unappealing. You're like, I don't know if I got it. I don't know. I think you know. It just seems like. I mean, you got to be somewhat smart to drive a fighter jet, right? They go real fast, and you got to know physics. Yeah. And look, if I think it, it's like. If any surgeons also are like the uh, fighter jets and surgeons have the most like overlap of like any two professions in terms of like bullshit, you know, personality tests. But I think it's I just think it's like confidence and self-assuredness are the things mm -hmm. like you can't just be constantly questioning everything you do, which is yeah. how I disqualified it's myself like, the moment. Not I, if you're flying that fucking fast. Right. You can't be yeah, like, yeah. Wow. you have to be sociopath. And then you just explode. You're like, well, I don't know. <laughs> That's not fighter pilot mentality. But yeah. again, if you have your fighter pilot driver's license, please let us know. Is it hard to drive that thing? Please. Yeah. I, I'll just be shocked and fascinated if there is a listener to the Daily Zeitgeist who also is a naval aviator. That would also, be really are interesting. Are they still doing airplanes they stuff? Be. Like, are they still making new airplanes? Oh, they are. Oh, yeah. oh, speaking of tax dollars, that's oh. that is what the entire U.S. economy is propped up by. Yeah, is making new weapons of death. Have you seen the new F twenty two Raptor? Oh, it's a beaut. That thing. <laughs> Good luck. Hmm. And we actually have the designer here uh, for <laughs> an interview. Uh, we're going to throw to Audi Cornish. That's to... fine. Now your name is Dave Martin, and you work for Lockheed Martin. Any relation there? <laughs> well, um, actually, yes. Mr. Lockheed Martin. Oh, no. <laughs> I failed. I ejector seated. Mr. Lockheed Martin. Uh-oh. <laughs> Ever ejector seated, and ejector it, there was a malfunction. And then big old mess. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, Everett, as yeah. always, a, yes. a true pleasure having you on the Daily Zeitgeist. I appreciate your patience and um, the tech savvy of your team for helping right. me set this up. We we have the best team. We all made it work. We made it. Work. Can't can't speak for the hosts, but uh, no, great the, hosts. The team is great. Where can people find you? Follow you? Uh, all that good stuff. Currently, I'm recruiting naval officers outside of the Highland Park. Yeah, y'all can follow me on all socials at. Ever Maynard, E V E R M A I N A R D. Again, listeners, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think that if I had to listen to this voice like this, <laughs> I would want to. I, I would want to slit my own throat. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Avoid at all costs. Avoid at all costs. Hey, trigger warning. 
But no, yeah, thanks and thanks all for having me. I always have a blast on this podcast. Mm-hmm. I wonder, <laughs> yeah, and, and <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> and is there uh, any work of social media that you have been enjoying ever, Maynard? Lisa Curry, um, I believe her handle is at Lisa Curry on Twitter. So there's this whole big thing, I guess, of like NRA freaks posting their guns, like laying them out in a design. And there's, she like quote tweeted this like army officer and his like girlfriend and they've got guns all over their bed. Like it looks a little porny, like it's like, ooh, sexy porn. And um, Lisa was like, like defending what? They don't even own a bed frame. Some (laughs) phrase of that, I should pull it up, but it's so fucking funny. It's just a drag because like. These like on this like person's tweet on this couple's tweet, it's like we're here to defend our nation. <laughs> it's like, you don't even own a bed frame. It's literally like a mattress on the ground and two horny people. Oh, okay. This picture is wild. It's like some. This woman's like in a sports bra and underwear. The dude's shirtless. Mm-hmm. So many guns all over the ground. And <laughs> what she tweeted was what? So they said. I guess it's just one of those tweets. And she tweeted, what property are these two protecting? They don't even have a bed frame. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so I think about that and I chuckle a lot. It really makes me giggle. Uh, so, yeah. All right. Miles, where can people find you and what is a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, well, uh, let's see. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. If you like basketball, check out Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosties, the other podcast. And if you like 90 Day Fiance, check me out on 420 Day Fiance. All right. A tweet I like is from Rachel uh, McCartney at Rachel M. Comedy tweeted. This is this is like a screen cap of her talking to some other woman on Tinder. Uh, it says, I love Tinder. And this is how it starts off. And she's talking to somebody from Argentina. So the English is a little broken. It says, are you famous? Ha ha. You looks like a comedy show star. I'm from Argentina. So I don't know if you are lied. Uh, Rachel responds, ha ha ha. I'm absolutely not famous except a tiny bit on Twitter. Uh, this Argentinian woman responds, uh, I don't use Twitter. Rachel says, you're better off. The woman responds, so it's funny. I'm a happy, so it's fine. I'm a happy person in general. Rachel respond, responds, brilliant. You never see that anymore. To which the Argentine <laughs> says, Twitter is for angry person. <laughs> truth. Truth. Let them know. Truth.com slash social. Oh, shit. Or whatever. Truth that. Truth that. Retruth that shit. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A tweet I've been enjoying is from Sarah J at Tricerah J Tops. <laughs> Tricerah J Tops. One of the oceans should be sweet. That's it. I just agree with that. I think <laughs> if, we, if we're going to have all these salty ass oceans, what if? Got it in there. Got, man, think about little... that sea guzzle. <laughs> oh, man. Especially one of the cold ones. It was just Gatorade frost all up there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you can find uh, us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnote. 
where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Uh, this is a group called The Sorcerers. I'm not sure when or where they're from. I suspect they're a modern band who's playing like British. old school kind of like Afrobeat kind of stuff. Uh, if you like uh, like Budos band or like Anti Ballast, like you'll definitely like this track. This track is called Summoning the Monkey God and it's the 45 edit. Uh, and this is The Sorcerers, just really good, uh, like, instrumental, like, Afrobeat kind of stuff. But it's got, like, more, like, it feels like a spy movie theme song or something. So check it out. I don't know if you heard my on-point Harry Potter reference, but you said you don't know where they're from. And I said Quidditch, which what that I think means? is a, that, that's that a Harry Potter thing. Okay, well, now you have to explain it to me. I'm going to make it. What it's, do you a, it's, it's the sport. It's the sport in Harry Potter. Uh, anyways, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for us this morning. But we're back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And, hey, we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Here's something you might not know about wireless. Sometimes what you see isn't what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.